This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect. We are helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hi, Liz. Today we're going to talk with Quentin Moore about uh, custom upholstery, but that's between your vehicle repair calls. And uh, Quentin, I guess, does just your mama call you Quentin? Does everybody else call you Q? Yeah, everybody has a all right. Uh, tell us a little bit about getting uh, how you started in the upholstery business for vehicles. Oh, man. It's, you know, I'll give you the short story. You know, uh, my mother, she had a sewing room, and she left it. You know, she passed early, so, you know, I talked to myself. Then I went to the West Coast and uh, tightened up there, you know, studied there for about, about a year and a half. Then I started working at the shop, and I went off on my own. Some of the photographs that are on the uh, on Q Customs, which is uh, the the group you 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 work for or work with, those images are just gorgeous. Um, what all things do you upholster? Uh, you name it. If it has fabric on it, then I upholster it. You know, it. Yeah, I can do about anything from bolts. That does include furniture. <laughs> furniture is quite simple, though, to me, in a sense. But uh, automotive is more—it's more tedious, and um, you got—you know—you can do a lot more when it comes to cars versus furniture, in my opinion. And I also saw you did a number of like motorcycle seats. Oh yes, I do motorcycles, cross rockets, um, you know, Harley—you name it. I've also done uh, saddlebags and a lot of customized dash. I've done a dash on a few. Well, we've had to have uh, headliners replaced a couple of times on, well, I, one time on a couple of different vehicles. That's that's the most um, fabric upgrade we've gotten. I guess we're more of the uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But when the ceiling is touching your head, then that's okay. that's broke, and we need to fix it. So tell us about uh, what's one of the maybe the fanciest customizations that you've done. Man, it it varies. It depends on, you know, what you're looking for. If you're looking for, like, something very out there, then I would say, like, uh, a lot of Camaros is um, a lot of uh, snake skin and different types of inlays, some gold inlays, so a lot of uh, French stitching and fiberglass and to uh, stand out, changing the door panel, uh, construction, reconstruction, Systems, you know, the same thing with the trunk. And I would say that would be the most, you know, I've done, you know, um, that would be, that would stand out. Let's see. Um, I'd like to know what the difference is between vinyl and leather on cars these days. And uh, let's see what you have to say. Okay. All right, Allison. The difference between vinyl and leather is really um, how well it'll hold up in all, you know, all uh, different types of, uh, like with cigarette burns and things like that. Vinyl, it just won't hold up to a cigarette burn, and it really doesn't last as long. It's not as tough. But if you deal with uh, leather, it's way more tough. We'll hold up to cigarette burns, but you got to remember it is skin. So 
since it is a hotter cow, in time it will deteriorate a lot faster in the sense if we don't take care of it properly. It'll, it'll deteriorate faster than vinyl, but, but it holds up better uh, under, like, under stress. It does. And then, uh, but I imagine it costs more. Oh, it costs it a lot more. Like, yes, vinyl you normally can get for around 25 a yard, give or take. And the leather is going to cost you almost around a uh, hundred dollars a yard, give or take. Wow, that's a huge difference. Um, so, from what I understand, and, and we were talking about this the other day, vinyl and leather can be mixed up in a car's upholstery. You can have both going on with it, and, and you were talking about that a little bit. Um, yes, what a lot of car dealers do, mostly all car dealers, when you get a leather package, everybody has the notion of believe that the whole car is all in leather, but actually, in actuality, it's only the, the uh, facing part of the seat that is leather. Everything else is vinyl. The sides of it is vinyl, the back is vinyl, and anything else that you put your hands on pretty much is all vinyl, but they get away with it that trick. Oh, so does, well, then how do you... Um, maintain your upholstery then and then with it having different materials with the, the maintenance on keeping it good looking and everything? Well if it's vinyl or leather the best way to keep it uh, maintained is always conditioning. Leather you need to really condition a lot more. Uh, I recommend wires. It's one of the top ones. It's very good. You know, uh, In the car world a lot of people know about McGuire's. So McGuire's? Is that what you said? McGuire's? McGuire's is a brand name that's really well known in the automotive industry for car products, all kinds of car products, like stuff to put on your tires to make them shine, and stuff to clean your tires, and they do waxes and car wash um, stuff, and you know, they do a whole a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, yes, and keeping it out of sun as well. You want to always have a visor because the leather will shrink. Vinyl will as well, but leather will shrink a little bit faster and it will start cracking around faster as well. So you want to always keep it conditioned about four times a year. Oh, my. That's a lot. <laughs> well, you know, with the, with the seasons change, we've got fall starting on, I think, the 22nd of, of September. So just remember on the 22nd, everybody go out and condition the leather and vinyl in your vehicle. Wow, that's a, I had no idea you had to do it that much. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there going, oops. <laughs> um, I had a question, uh, a couple of questions. Or did you have a question, Liz? Well, I, uh, what would we be surprised to know, Q, about uh, interior and upholstery? Surprised to know. Uh, only thing I could say was mostly would be a surprise where people kind of know that they uh, <laughs> the cushions that they use are very you know cheap so to speak versus aftermarket. Almost everything in the car that you buy off the lot is pretty much cheaper than it would be if you bought it aftermarket. So that's why you get things like already like the seats already made and you buy them to put on. The things that they use, the material they use, is going to be a lot cheaper than if you go to a customized uh, establishment, you know, as myself. And you're talking about customized, like, cut the phone to or gel. Well, that well, that's a question that I had. You're, there's a difference between gel and foam on the materials on the inside of your sheets. 
and what that difference is and, and then how that works. Oh, yeah, there's a big, amazing difference between jail and phone. Um, like, one, well, dealerships, you know, or when you first get them, they use the cheapest and, you know, the the, uh, the density is very uh, less, a lot less than if you went to a uh, uh, yes, the phone. It's going to be a lot cheaper and thin versus um, if you went aftermarket. Now, the difference from jail and phone, phone will always break down in time. The more you sit on it, the more compressed it will become, and then it will start to deteriorate. Gel will never deteriorate and will never break down. It will always stay up. The only downfall with gel is it, uh, that it, it it also attracts heat. That's the only downfall. Like on a motorcycle seat, if you left it out in the sun and you come back to that seat, it's going to be really hot. We're going to have more custom upholstery between your repair calls next. Please send your emails to our address, auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Hi, it's Rachel Martin with NPR's Morning Edition. People have stories about their car, that long summertime family road trip, that hand-me-down first car they got when they turned 16, the first car they bought on their own. And cars can generate other kinds of stories, like the kind you hear on this station. When you donate a vehicle to this station, the proceeds bring you stories from around the world. Here's how to get started. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you ever want more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. Here are the recalls for the week. The 2005 to 2018 Volkswagen Beetle Jetta aftermarket brake parts. Motor Parts of America Duralast Brake Master Cylinders are being recalled. 2018 to 2020 Volvo XC60 nuts holding the front windshield wiper arm in position need to be tightened. The 2019-2020 Ram 1500. There's a problem with adjustable pedals if you have all-weather floor mats. The 2018 Volkswagen Atlas and the 2019 Jeep Cherokee, the airbag crash sensors needs to be replaced. 
the 2020 Corvette. It's an update of the software concerning the front trunk lid. And that's one that we've had uh, recall and discussions about before, the front trunk lid not closing well enough. So I guess now they're moving from the mechanical device to software that uh, lets you know if the front trunk lid has been closed. The 2020 and 2021, hey, we're getting, is this our first 2021 recall? <laughs> Maybe. The Audi and Volkswagen sedans and SUVs, the front seat back frames have a recall. And you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website, nhtsa.gov slash recalls, and inputting your VIN number. But then, ooh, I have a secret. I have a secret that I'll tell you about recalls that's in the news, and I'll tell you that a little bit later in our broadcast. We're talking about upholstery with Quentin Moore from On Q Custom. But he, uh, I'm sorry, let me mark that out. Only Mama called him Q. Um, so uh, we are, or his aunties maybe. We're talking with your. Oh, no, we all can call him Q. Okay, <laughs> we're we're also talking, taking your uh, vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a phone call, and we've also got an email, Allison. I'm excited. Uh, This is from Sue. Hello. I just found your podcast while searching NPR. Very good. Two exclamation points. I have a question, please. My 2015 Camry Hybrid has the dreaded tire pressure low light on forever. I didn't... No, it also sensed the spare, question mark. Do I need the total 60 PSI in the spare to possibly get the light off? My other tires are good. Thank you, Sue. Well, hey, Sue, um, if she's listening, and um, yes, you do need to have it at the 60 PSI that's recommended. And that's, you find that information on the tire flasher that's in the driver's side door jam. And that gives you your PSI, what all your tires need to be. And uh, spares run from 60 to 65, but I guess hers is 60 PSI. She does need to get it to that that PSI. And then um, sometimes you have to do a tire reset. And under the dash, under the steering wheel, is a tire reset button that you put the car key in the on position and you hold that button and the, the tire light will start flashing and then go off. That's usually how it works. You can Google it per car to see how to reset yours and see if that gets her light off once she's gotten her tire pressures correctly correctly aired up. And if that doesn't work, then she may have one of her sensors have gone bad or needs recalibrated. I believe you can recalibrate them. Is that right, Q? Yes, you can recalibrate them. You can use a uh, recalibrating tool, so you might have to go to a shop to do so. Okay, like a, a tire shop or auto shop. Some auto shops can do it, and then that may fix our problem. 
All right. Thanks, Sue. And here's a little secret. Here's a secret between just you and me, folks, who are listening. If you send us an email, if it's during the week, uh, most of the time I send it to Allison. Allison uh, then replies uh, email to email. If we talk about the email on the show, then I send you an email saying, hey, we talked about your email on the show, and I tell you at exactly the time and the seconds in the podcast where we talked about it. So uh, that way, if you've emailed us, like Sue emailed us yesterday at 9 in the morning, she may not be listening right now, and also she listens to the podcast, so that way she'll be sure to find it uh, an answer to her question. We have a question from a live phone call. This is Curtis, who's on the road. Curtis, be extra careful, but we love that you called in to autocorrect. What's your comment or question for Allison and Q? Yes, I have a question. Uh, I have a 2010 F-150, and it makes squeaking noise as I drive, and when I hit the brakes, it stops. So I, I took it to the shop, and they said that my brake pads were good. Yeah, I didn't need any pads. I was just trying to figure out what was the problem. Uh, they can still squeak even when you have good pads on them. Uh, one thing that I used to do was take the pads off and scruff them on the ground really good and kind of resurface them and then put them back on, and that would end the squealing. I know Rico has a good, he uses some substance that that's unusual for a squeaking pad to put on there and lube on. What, do you know what that is? Uh, I'm not familiar with the name of it, but they have different names for them. It's a spray for the back of the pad. It's different types, but if you go to any part store, they'll, they'll point you in the right direction. And that you put on the back of the pad where it rubs up against the caliper and can squeal from there and make the squeaky noises. And it can stop when you push the brake pedal. So maybe that's a, a fix that, that you can uh, have someone either do for you or do yourself. Brakes are, are a good DIY place to, uh, to start working on your car. Okay. Okay, Dad. Thank you. Thank you, Curtis. We appreciate you calling in. Yeah, it blew my mind, Allison, when I heard that Java and his and his dad or maybe his father-in-law fixed the brakes on uh, his car. That uh, Java already had my esteem, and it just uh, went up really high. Um, our board engineer, Michelle, has a question about her brakes, too. Go ahead, Michelle. Hey, good morning, Allison. Good morning, Q. Um, speaking of brakes, I'm glad he called and asked that question. My brakes recently in the last week started squeaking. Not really loud, but when I press on them to brake, uh, they squeak a little bit. What should I do now? I heard you guys say about um, spraying some things. Is it that I need new brake pads? Do I Should I take it back to the dealer? Because, you know, they're going to charge me an arm and a leg to do something minute. So what's the best and less expensive course of action right now? The best thing to do is check and see uh, how big your pads are, like if you need pads or not. And chances are you do on there. But if not, then it would be the same fixes that we just mentioned for Curtis, where there's a, there's 
a brake slip substance that you can put on the back of your brake pad to, to lose it and keep it from squealing. Um, you can resurface the brake pad like I was talking about where you scuff it on the ground on concrete and, and re resurface it. And I believe it was actually gasket sealant that Rico used on uh, on to, he said it works better than the brake squeal stuff that's sold in a store and gasket sealant. Some people are familiar with that, especially in the automotive industry. Um, your average person may not be familiar with gasket sealant, but you might be familiar with, with brake squeal stop spray. And so, so you either need pads or you need them resurfaced or you need to put on the, the, the brake squeal stop stuff to, to keep it from squealing. Okay, you mentioned three things that sound really good, but you I don't know if you remembered who you were talking to. Hey, hey, Michelle, maybe you could uh, trade babysitting with Java. Exactly. Uh, here, I'll look after your three kids, and, and you, you take a peek at my, my break. Right. So, Allison, should I take the car to a less expensive place? Because, you know, where I, if I take my car to the dealership, they're going to, you know, charge me an arm and a leg just to look, look at it. Is there, right. uh, should I find just a guy I know to look at my brake pads and spray yeah. them down or something. What, what's what's the best um, course of action on that? Well, I partnered up with K&K Automotive Group, and that's how I met Q. And, and we work here in Jackson off of High Street, not far from the, the Mississippi Public Broadcasting Studios. And you can bring it up, and we'll just look at it and go from there. If you, if you don't need anything, you know, um, then, you know, we're not going to charge you and we're not going to charge you your arm and leg anyway because we're independent shop so we can go from there and get it where it stops squealing for you at least check and make sure that you're safe but that could be the brake pad and i, I do want to mention that on your brake pads they do have an indicator piece of metal that will squeal when your brakes are ready to be replaced once it wears down that far we can check and see if that's the case and that um, was k and k k and k automotive group on and you can find us on facebook under the automotive group um and or I w you can give us a call if you want to write down our phone number mm -hmm. it is uh you can call drew at seven six nine two five seven seven five seven one and set up an appointment we're by appointment here and and we can have a look at that for you and show us if you want to but yeah normally for everyone out there listening taking it to an independent shop versus the dealership for something simple is a good way to start a relationship where you're not spending as much money as it costs out of dealership to replace it especially on mercedes michelle drives a mercedes and they do they they have or just really high for everything for parts and all that sometimes you need a dealership but when you don't, it'd be nice to have a, an independent shop, you know, that that you can go to. And I always recommend this, and I've said it before on air, start that relationship with just getting an oil change at a regular shop, something simple. So when you have something come up, you got a brake squeal, you're not sure what, what that means, or you have a, when you crank up your car and you have a squeal and you're not sure what that means, then you have that relationship already and they know who you are and you can take it in and have it looked at without having to worry about it being an arm and a leg and with people that you don't know. All right. Let's go to uh, 
Mary May in Purvis. Uh, go ahead, Mary May. Uh, yes, I would like to ask, uh, how do you clean um, vinyl when it gets sticky? Ooh, oh, that's a good one, Q. Well, how do you clean vinyl when it gets sticky? Okay, when if it's, it depends on if it's leather or vinyl. Now, if you wait too long for leather, it'll start deteriorating. It's almost nothing you can do. The oils from your hand is what makes it break down. But to clean vinyl, you want to use start with soap and water, but you have to condition after that. You got to make sure you condition it. That is where people go wrong. They will clean it, but then they'll forget to, um, to condition afterwards. You also Are you talking about regular soap, or is this a soap that's made specifically for vinyl? Uh, if you, they do have some that are specific for vinyl, but you can use just a regular soap, like a degreasing soap, like a dishwashing flip, so to speak. Like Dawn, that's very good, and it's very mild on the uh, material. Alcohol would be the second one, and it gets the other ones that get a little bit harsh, but uh, I, you know, I don't want to <laughs> let you go down that route because you might use too much on that, and it could cause a problem. So I would stick with uh, with soap and stick with alcohol, but then make sure it's the detrimental that you clean, that you are conditioned afterwards. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Q, one question uh, from me. The condition, is is that when you could use an Armorall wipe? Um, they do. Armorall does make a conditioning type wipe for it, but, you know, some of them are just just for a shine and sometimes that shine could be worse on it than help it can shine for a second but what's in it could also break it down worse and in the, in the end you would have it breaking it down versus helping so it's more like a band-aid thank you for letting me know that our email address where you can send a question is auto at mpbonline.org. We'll be talking about your cars or your vehicle's upholstery, but also taking more of your car repair questions next. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We're going to get to that in a bit. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform.
Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click the support button and make a contribution. Contributions keep our programs on the air for you, but also for others to enjoy. So thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Consumer Reports rounded up the poorest used models of the past decade. Today, we're going to caution you about, oh, God bless Dodge. Dodge Charger from 2014 and 2015. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car and specifically those models before purchasing it as a used car suggests Consumer Reports. CarComplaints.com is another resource for reliable car lists. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for over 25 years. And his review this week is on the 2020 Buick Encore GX. We've been talking about upholstery, but also taking your car repair questions. Email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org. We're excited to have Q with us from OnQ Custom, and we have a phone call. We're going to go to Ela in Memphis. Ela, thank you so much for holding and for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your question for us? Hi, thanks. Uh, for taking my call i have a question about my window it's electric and i it's a pretty brand new car it's got less than thirty thousand miles on it um and when i roll the window up and down only when it's raining it squeals and i just feel like it's too soon for the car to start making noise and i just was wondering if there's anything that i can do or if i should just go ahead and take it in or if it's not a big deal or what do you think well, just a quick question. What kind of car is it? Nissan Versa 2019. Hmm. Oh, I bet you have the answer for this. Um, there's a little more about detailing. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. The only thing I could tell you with that is that it's so, it's because the rubber on is kind of new and I haven't been working a lot and it's probably mm-hmm. still dry. So it's giving you a, a, a small squeal, which is not concerning. It's just irritating. So yes, the only <laughs> the only thing I could recommend is try to do uh, use a, like a rain X or something type of deal like that to put on the window, and it'll help lubricate, and it should help with the sound a bit. That's what I was thinking too. Is some rain X lube on there? You can actually use car wax too. Yes, you can. Which I've heard is even better than Rain-X. I haven't used it myself yet, but Rain-X works pretty good for lubing your windshield for rain. And so I can see where that would help with that. And is there something you can condition the vinyl with that? Or is, there, is there any products for that, or is just the windshield what she needs to focus on? I would say with uh, just using a windshield, 
Now, I wouldn't, you know, look at the vinyl too much around the window, the rubber part, because what it'll do, it'll leave a film, and it'll it'll uh, leave that film on the window as you roll it up and down. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Ela. This is the Squeaky Show. Um, we've got an email. Uh, Allison, this is from Rachel. Rachel says, my husband's 2004 pickup has an air condition that occasionally blows hot air on the driver's side and cool on the passenger side. Any idea what the problem might be? What year did she say it was? A 2004 pickup. She didn't say what kind of pickup. No. Oh, wait. Okay. Silverado. Silverado. 2004 Silverado. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not sure if those are vacuum um, actuated doors that move back and forth on your. But they, they either they're vacuum hoses attached to it that have either gone bad and are letting that door move. And it's and it's closing off the cold air that should be blowing through, or either it's electronic, and something in the electronic system is making that door, the actuator door flap, move into the wrong position on that one side. That can be in your control system, or in the motor itself, or in the wiring. So with that, she may you want to take that to an independent repair shop and possibly, if it's electrical, to an automotive electrical shop to have that diagnosed. Do you have any thoughts on that, Q? Or? Okay. So that's um, that's my my thoughts on that, and uh, we'd love to hear back from her and see what the fix was. Okay, we're going to now go to the phones, and we've got Mary from Pontotoc who's called in. Mary, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, we have an old 1988 Dodge 88 little four-door sedan, and the ceiling, uh, the covering, you know, has fallen down. And I was wondering, one, can we replace it ourselves, and two, what can we do to keep the when it's replaced not coming apart in this heat that we have here in Mississippi? This is a good one for you. I'm Okay. Now, yes, it is something you can do yourself if you know you have the patience and, of course, the time. You know, have more time than that. Um, you can tear it down. You have to tear it down completely and replace it with uh, a new material. So you have to take the whole shell down to do so. You can't do it with, with it in the car. Now, if you take it down, clean it, and put new uh, material on it and put it back in the car and put it up, to keep it from doing it again in this Mississippi heat, you have to leave the windows cracked or some type of um, – you can't let it get too too hot in the car because that's what's making it fall down. But if you redo it and do it properly – It'll last, you know, at least a decade without having to be bothered again. Oh, yeah, because that's a panel up there, and you can take you take the whole headliner down. And from right from a right, what do you mean? It takes so much time. It's scrubbing that old glue off that that's on there, and so and that's so you do you actually scrub that off, or do you? Is there something to take that stuff off with? 
Uh, when you get it down, you have to um, you have to see what type of what type of you have. Like some are so different. They have shells that are hard, and you can use some type of solvent, and some that are more like cushion, and you can't. But the best way to use it, either or, is with a steel or a uh, a steel brush, and you have to brush it all off, and then you have to blow it off, and make sure it's really clean with a rag after that. Okay, so there's a lot of elbow grease there. Yeah, good good question. Yeah, all right, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah Thank you, it. Mary, all for right. calling in. Q, are there? Uh, I don't have the patience to do that. So when we've had our headliner fall down on our heads, we've paid a nice person to fix it for us. Are there YouTube videos? There seem to be YouTube videos for just about everything. Are there YouTube videos if you want to try to give this uh, a, a chance to do yourself? Uh, yes, there are YouTube videos um, that definitely help you do um, you know, a lot of different models. Of course, they help you, you know, get into it. Because you're, the hardest thing you're going to run across is how to get some of the fasteners down, the uh, handles, you know. And if you have like a, um, um, like a, a deal in the middle of it, you know, how some of them have the, um, the time or whatnot in the, the middle of the console, the courtesy deal. And yeah, you know, just you have to learn how to get that down. And videos will help you to get that down. Like I said, it, a lot of times it's a patient deal, and a lot of videos skip a lot of uh, process. Okay. Well, Mary, I hope that helped you. You can send us an email to get your questions answered. Our email is auto at mpbonline.org. We've been discussing upholstery and taking your repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. This is that secret I told you about the recalls that I want to share with you. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are Now You Could Drive In Theater. We're the last operating drive in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freaked me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road.
This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Today, our guest is Q Quentin Moore from On Q Customs talking about upholstery. What is in the news? Allison, they put us, they're putting us out of a job. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is offering a smartphone app that will alert drivers if their vehicles are recalled. It's called Safer Car, and I downloaded it to my phone this morning. It's a free app for both Android and Apple phones and alert drivers if their vehicles are recalled. People can also add child seats, trailers, and tires, and the app will check for those recalls. You just, I know for the car, you put in your VIN number. The NHTSA says that one in four vehicles now on the road has unrepaired recall, which is a safety risk, and automakers must fixed safety recall problems at no cost to owners. And I checked the the two vehicles that my husband and I drive, and we do not have any outstanding um, recalls. And now I'm going to go ahead and add all my kids. Let's go to the phones, and we've got Jerry in Birmingham. Jerry, thanks for calling in on to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Thank you for taking my call. Uh the lady with the Versa with the squeaky window goes up and down. She can put silicone spray in that window channel, and that'll probably alleviate that. And if her windshield wipers are squeaking, she can also apply that to the wipers. And I had a question. My question is, what is Naga Hide? You're, you're, uh, uh, oh, I don't know if Q's that old. <laughs> Q, do you know what Naga Hide is? What is it? No, I'm not familiar with a Naga Hide. That, uh, Jerry, yeah, that, did you mean that as kind of a joke? No, no. <laughs> I mean, there used to be, uh, they used to use it in a poultry, Naga Hide. And I was just wondering if that was some special type of vinyl or, or what. I don't know what it is. And it's not a joke. I mean, I, I asked it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard of a, a Naga Hide. I, I definitely looked that up. I've heard of a lot of different types. Of vinyl and types of uh, you know animal hide, but I have not heard of what. Uh, yeah, I think I, they used it maybe in the fifties and sixties on recliners and leatherette kind of things. Uh, I've heard of it before, but I don't. I have no idea like what application at all. So I, I don't know if it's automotive or not. But if you're, maybe it's something they used to use. A long time ago, as uh, maybe a treated leather or, or something like that. Well, Jerry, um, we will have to. Right we'll have to. Excuse we'll put me. that on the podcast, Jerry. We'll put that on our website. Thanks so much for calling in, and we'll we'll get that answered for you on Can our podcast. Oh, okay. It's, it's American brand of artificial leather. So, oh, it's, so artificial it's a brand that they used to use. Okay. PVC material. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Let's move on to Courtney, who's called in from Utica. Courtney, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Uh, yes, ma'am. I have a, a 1996 Honda, uh, Honda Odyssey, 
and um, I was going to change the oil on it, and it has like it has like 400,000 miles on it. Should I go to a heavier oil or, or lighter oil? That's a good question for Q. So it's a 96 Honda Odyssey with high mileage on it, you're oh, saying? Yeah. yeah. Should I go to a heavier oil or lighter? To a heavier weight oil or should you yeah. stay the same? Yeah. Oh, something that uh, I, I wondered if you could speak about. Um, uh, uh, what, do different types, uh, do seats break down at different points? Uh, are there, talk more about the wear and tear on the different type, uh, the different p- pressure points on chairs and upholstery in your seats. Okay, the the main part of the seat is going to break down uh, right on the left-hand side, you know, on the driver's side of the car where you get in and out. You see this more on SUVs and trucks because people uh, have the tendency to hopping in and out of them more. And also the manufacturer, they put the cushion right directly on the metal plate that you can't see. So what happens, the metal on the other end of the seat starts to eat into the uh, foam and break it down. And so it breaks down tremendously, you know, faster than it would, you know, than the other side. Allison, um, for a, a person, do you think is it cheaper to get a seat reupholstered or go to a, a, a pick-apart kind of lot and just get a different, a whole new seat? I'm sure it's cheaper to go to pick-apart and get a get a seat because it's handcrafted thing to do upholstery on on a car. If you can find one in good condition, if you can't have it reupholstered or, you know, price it. And then there is a difference between really good upholstery and as you called it, prestige poultry, poultry, and we can let him explain the difference between the two if we have time. Yeah, we, we do. What What if I wanted to just uh, add some panache to my steering wheel? Can you can you reupholster a steering wheel? Uh, yes, I can. Yeah, it's no problem with that. It's handcrafted uh, steering wheel. So, you know, it costs a little bit more to do so because everything is hand-crafted with that, the stitching and all. Um, it, you know, a lot of people want to use leather for it, but I recommend a higher grade of, uh, of, less, of vinyl because it will last longer and it, it'll, uh, it'll be able to put up with the oils in your hand a lot better than uh, a leather steering wheel would. Will it be as soft as leather and have that, that feel that you want with leather? Yes, it would. In some cases, it would feel even better than leather. 
Wow, I did not know that. I wonder, would you call this a, a gateway to a gateway drug a, to reupholstering your car? Is that a, a a cheaper thing to do the steering wheel and then folks move on, or do they do armrests, or do you just go all at the same time? Oh, people, you know, a lot of people just they'll take apart. Um, you know, they'll come into the seats once, you know, one time, and then they'll come back for the steering wheel, door panel. So you can definitely do it in parts, you know. But, I, you know, I recommend at times to do it in parts depending on your budget and depending on how much you may need the vehicle. Oh, that's right, because it's handcrafted and it'll take some time. Q, we are so excited to have you from On Q Customs talking with us about upholstery. Quentin Moore, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. Oh, Allison, I'm so excited. Allison, next week is two years. Next week is two years. That's going to wrap us up for AutoCorrect today. Our call screener is Jay White and Michelle McAdoo. We could not do without. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook and Twitter, The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Join us each Thursday for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.